What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you, Brian Leonard, who's the co-founder, CEO of Grouparoo. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Grouparoo, can you kind of share what you're working on and kind of what it does? Sure. Grouparoo is a open source data infrastructure. You can think of it as uh, the kind of ETL, uh, extract, transform, load into all of the tools that you're using. So almost every company is using something like Marketo or MailChimp or Zendesk or multiple of these. Uh, we take the uh, movement of that data from your data warehouse or your database or your product database or both um, and get it into those tools in a way that makes uh, is, a, is a better architecture than the, the stuff I've, we've, people usually build. So I'd love to kind of understand if someone wanted to try this out, um, uh, you know, what's kind of the user experience or flow? Is it sim- as simple as taking certain data sources, plugging it in, and then um, kind of directing them? Or you can kind of walk through what someone can expect if they were to give, give the, the product a shot? That's great. So we're open source, uh, so everything is up on GitHub. Uh, and so you can check out the code, uh, quite literally, I guess. And you know, right now, there's not a, a SaaS solution yet. Um, and uh, you know, we think some of the people we've been talking to find that as a, as a really great thing, particularly in the, the medical industry, uh, finance industry, education. They didn't have tools like this available because they weren't able to for compliance reasons. Either way. Uh, it's a node project. You install it. Uh, you put it on a server. Uh, we've got Kubernetes and Docker and things like that, a one-click to Heroku variety of solutions there. You get this thing running. You point it usually at your main source of truth. Somewhere you've got a, a user's table or an account's table, uh, something like that. And now it knows all of your users and maybe their first name and things like that. From there, you point it at various other spots to build up properties about those users. Uh, lifetime value, the last thing they bought, the fact that you know, they favorited somebody in your app, you know, whatever it is. Uh, using those properties, you then can do segmentation. Uh, we are a kangaroo-themed group building tool called Grouparoo, and so uh, and we call them groups. Other people call them audiences and segments and cohorts. Uh, so maybe you define your VIP users and a variety of other things. People about to churn, people that uh, you know you should contact in some way. Now all of that's syncing automatically, 
and you can say, all right, now tag the users in Zendesk that are my VIP users and also put them on a special list in Salesforce. And also show them, some, uh, show them something special in the, in the product. So now you're using those definitions across many things and you didn't write any of that code to sync to any of those uh, things. So this is obviously extremely valuable. I'd love to hear a little bit into why did you decide to get started with this? What's the origin story for Grouparoo and kind of like why did you get started? Yeah, so great question. So, you know, what I just described was like making all of these tools that mostly other organizations are using smarter, uh, customer support and marketing and things like that. And other than the, the product and engineering team, um, I led that at TaskRabbit. I was the technical co-founder of TaskRabbit. It's a service to get things done in your house. And it was really started as a organizational kind of problem. I was forever saying no to teams that needed this data in the tools that they used. Uh, often, Right after I approved a million dollar budget for the marketing team to hit a goal when they wanted to run a test to hit that goal, I said, I can't, I can't help you there. Maybe later, eventually I'd get them a CSV or something like that. And so it was that consistent and then be surprised when we didn't hit our goals. So it's this consistent relationship organizational kind of problem. No engineers really wanted to, no, no engineer woke up in the morning and was like, I just can't wait to synchronize my data to Marketo today. And, and that prevented things getting done. And so we just kept seeing this problem. We talked to lots of people that had this problem. My co-founder saw it at uh, Stripe and Airbus where they worked. And basically just said, what would it look like if we built the best thing we could think of uh, and, and gave it away? Um, what would that look like? And that became Group Roo. And I'm curious to hear, um, you obviously have this meaning behind the name Group Roo because that's, you know, groups. But I, um, I always love hearing, you know, how did you end up coming to, to Group Roo? Um, it, you know, every name has a story behind it in itself. Why, why Group Roo for you? Right. It's a little silly. Uh, it's got kangaroo uh, intentions to it. Uh, people seem to remember it. Uh, when we were deciding how to name TaskRabbit, also a little silly, we did a lot of research and we found that people love animals and colors, basically. Uh, and we, TaskRabbit was almost called Blue Kangaroo. And so absurdly, I swear I didn't even think of this, I realized after the fact that we, also the domain name was available, that was nice. Uh, we, got the, we got the domain name, got it as logo designed, I realized I actually created a blue kangaroo company uh, 10 years later, uh, maybe subconsciously. So maybe, maybe that's what it was. Got it. Yeah, that's, um, I, I love na founding name stories. I like, each of them is so unique. Um, and I, you know, it's like one of my favorite questions. So for you, if you were to look at your day to day, just for people listening, they know, what you, you know, they know the product now, they know what it does. Um, you, you know, as like the leader of this company, um, you know, what are you spending your time on? Do you spend your time helping people understand the product? Are you marketing it? Are you fundraising? Um, like what's a day in the life for you? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the CEO role in particular, you know, any given day, there's a lot of context switching. So you, you have to kind of do whatever is 
leftover uh, to some degree. I've heard uh, someone said like dish, you know, head dishwasher. If that's what needs to be done, uh, that's what you do. Uh, we don't have an office. Uh, so I guess, I guess I won't be washing in dishes other than that. But the, uh, the main things I do are uh, talking to customers or potential customers or in general evangelizing this uh, open source solution. It's like, you know, I'm not worried at all about us building this thing. We've already built something great. Uh, you know, we've built these things before. Like this, this thing won't live or die whether or not the code, it works. Like the risk here is that we have 100,000 or whatever lines of code on GitHub that nobody cares about. And so I've mostly just doing podcasts like this and, and talking to people, uh, potential people that use it and other developers uh, in the cracks there. Uh, talking to, to VCs about their their people that they could help me with, uh, as well as you know what the funding story this is going to look like. Um, I find myself naturally wanting to code pieces of it. Um, that's really fun. Just before this call, I was wrestling with JavaScript dates, which is always a challenge. Uh, I find that that's my happy place, and I have to force myself into those other modes um, because that's really what's going to make us successful. And in the end, that's what you have to focus on. And can you, um, usually I don't ask this, but this is specific to your company. Um, I, I myself am very curious. Can you kind of walk me through open source? Your company is open source. Can you kind of like, why did you decide to make it open source? And also for me, a uh, very basic question, but I guess how do you run things differently be simply because it's open source versus if, it wasn't. I, this is mainly for my own education, probably for people great. listening to. It's a great question. Um, so first of all, why open source? You know, in general, I just don't think, like one, one reason is like, why do, why do we even pick this problem other than we talked about before? And specifically why B2B and not B2C? I think that's a, you know, the, it's a little bit more straightforward how to, how to build a B2B company. There's a path for that. Um, and like, those are the problems I've experienced uh, recently is, is the, these kinds of things I was talking about. Okay, so now you wanna build a B2B company. Basically, I just don't think the world needs another salesperson driven marketing B2B company. Uh, there's just so many websites in the world and you Google right now, like sync data to MailChimp, something we do. Like there's so many different ways. It's like the MailChimp's API documents and then four different ways to meet with the salesperson. And part of the reason this has been so unsuccessful in the past in these companies we've talked to is that no engineer that has to sync data to MailChimp wants to make, take that meeting. <laughs> and so like, let's disrupt this whole space a little bit. Basically give that away and do it in an open source way, which the engineers uh, are more likely uh, to try out. They can see what's going on. In general, this is leaning into a privacy compliance, but especially privacy, own your own data, in your own data warehouse kind of trend that we think is super, super, super powerful. The difference in how that has created uh, the company like what's different between now and, and when I made the last one like that trends towards openness as a company in in general uh, you know our 
and we're more experienced founders. So like, I don't know, I can't really, you know, pull those two things apart, but you know, we're still, we're hiring our first engineer now. Um, feel free to apply. And you know, our like vacation policy and all these other million other things that we didn't get to until a couple of years later <laughs> at the last company we have on Git and they're open source and we're tracking in general, we're a more open company, I guess is what I'm, I'm getting to our, uh, the things we're working on in our roadmap are, are open and 90% of the time when you're building something uh, for the company, it's out in the public, which, uh, you know, which people like. We also started remote even before, you know, any global pandemics that we were aware of uh, because to some degree, the story there is to document things well and to find the talent um, wherever it lives. Got it. I appreciate you sharing that. That's very, you know, educational for me. If you were to look out now, you know, 10 years, 15 years, however long you want to look out, um, you know, at your company, what do you see then? Or I guess in other words, what is your big vision? I mean, what direction are you rowing in every day? That's a long time. I'm more impatient than that. So I'll go or five years. I'll go fewer out. Um, you know, I think the goal here, like many open source solutions, is that when an engineer has a problem, a uh, thing they need to solve, an opportunity maybe, uh, and they, they just know the best way to solve that. Or they Google it and it's pretty clear what the best way to solve that. Or they go down one path and the tech lead says, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be creating your own custom uh, analytics server on top of Elasticsearch. You should clearly use uh, Kibana. Or like, I don't think you should write your own front end framework. You should probably look into React or, or, or similar. And so like, how can we get there for this set of data infrastructure problems? The thing I'm super excited about is that it's like, the kind of solutions that engineers like to uh, pick, uh, specifically speaking for myself and as a, as a former CTO, like things that are scalable, things that set yourself up better for the future. We're always kind of playing that Ponzi scheme. Uh, and, you know, the next integration is just like five minutes instead of five weeks um, after you get this set up. And so we get this thing set up. It's really working well for the engineering team. The exciting thing that we have built in now that we're going to grow on is how can we help those marketers or operations people help themselves? And so there's this whole way that we have that uh, the next piece of data the marketing team needs, they don't even have to ask you, the engineer, uh, to get that done. And they can self-serve that data. And so at that point, everyone's freed up to work on what they want to work on and are sort of empowered or to be autonomous uh, and achieve their own goals, which is solving that original um, organizational goal, a challenge that we saw. And to make that vision a reality, uh, you only need some help. And luckily we got all these people listening to forward thinking founders that are here to help. They know the question is coming and the question is what is an ask that you have for the listeners, are you hiring? I mean, you know, I mentioned you're hiring for one person, you're hiring for more. Are you fundraising? Are you looking for people to try this out? What is an ask that you have for the listeners? Yeah, uh, so certainly try it out. Um, everyone uh, has got some data to move around. You know, just to skip ahead to that spot where uh, I hope to be soon, uh, you gotta 
fake it till you make it maybe like you gotta you gotta put it out there like it's you know kind of silly uh once something like grouperu exists that already knows how to integrate to all these things to do a new integration from scratch uh with marketo do you know that they have a fifty thousand a day rate limit that's kind of weird uh we can handle that and a million other things so certainly try it out if you want to consolidate your customer data you want to sync with new tools uh, and you're working on uh, making marketing move faster or any of those things like that. Uh, second, we are hiring our, our uh, first uh, employee, uh, senior engineer, uh, grouperu.com slash jobs. Um, yeah, certainly uh, if you are uh, looking uh, or know someone that is, uh, let us know. And if someone, you know, hears what you're saying and they're interested, they want to learn more, how can, how can they try this out? Do you have a website? Um, can they email you? How can, how can someone get in touch if they're interested? Yeah, so uh, definitely website, grouperu.com. Uh, that'll take you to our mailing list. Feel free to sign up. Uh, an email address uh, to, to get to us, uh, team at Grouperu, and our GitHub situation uh so feel free to try it out or contact us you know growing a community is about people trying it out and creating issues and uh feature requests and things like that um we'll respond uh very quickly to any of those uh, things because that's the that's the goal here is to is to build that community great well i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and i wish you best of luck with group Brew. yeah thanks man all right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fun raising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast additionally um, we have our pitch battles right so if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of vcs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists this is where to do it these are monthly pitch battles so if you don't get in the first time try again right the goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs. Two, raise capital. Three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.